Amanda Salvioni. And I'm Kiovani Wilson. And this is the KLC Cast brought to you by Kine Law Center. And for 2021, we wanted to kick off the year with a new podcast because we also changed the firm name. All right. So we went from Kiovani Wilson Legal PLLC to Kine Law Center PLLC. And we think in 2021, we've really embraced our motto, turning your dream into your legacy. And part of what that means is just coming to us with what your goals are, either individually with your wealth management and trust and estate planning, or with your company planning, as we represent a lot of businesses as well as individual people. One of the awesome things that we've done, well, this year and a little, well, last year too, starting was Amanda joined our team. Yay. And Amanda is bringing with her, her awesome business acumen, problem-solving skills, and a flair for life. (laughs) Oh, yes. And creativity, which is how we merge together on an idea to start off this podcast, where we're going to alternate our monthly topics going back and forth between trust and estate planning and business matters. With a sprinkling of current events and how we want to help our clients and the community. And so what we're going to do is we'll bring you a blog every second Wednesday of the month. So make sure that you check out our Instagram at Kanae Law Center and also our Facebook page. Make sure you check that out and you'll, you know, we'll post things so you can see our blogs. And then also every fourth Wednesday of the month, we're going to bring you a fresh new episode of our podcast. And so just like I said, check our social media for dates or changes or updates and you can kind of get a jump on the topics that we'll be approaching in our podcast. All right. So now that we've got our schedule of what's our plan for the year with our podcast and our blog, let's just take a step back and talk about Kanae Law Center. How long has the firm been around? So the firm has been around since 2014. We started in the summer of 2014 and we started off as purely a boutique estate planning firm. And then we started taking on some family law clients and some small business clients, and it just grew from there. So we've talked about the motto a couple times now. Let me know what's the motto and where'd that come from? Talk about that a little bit, please. All right. So the motto at KLC is turn your dream into your legacy. And even before I had a name for the firm, that was the thing that I kept thinking about. So my family, right? I come from a a long line of uh, (laughs) my family were sharecroppers and before that slaves. And one of the things when my grandma passed is that she had a bunch of land and nobody knew what to do with it. I saw working in a, as an intern, I saw working in an estate planning firm, how people transferred wealth from one generation to the next. And it was such an interesting thing to see these very elaborate and very well thought out plans work in all sort of instances. And my family, we had this land, we had this property and there wasn't a plan in place. It was just there now. And you're like, okay, what are we supposed to do with this? Yeah. And my mom is one of 10 kids. And so you had big family. Yes. You had 10 different opinions of what's supposed to happen here. We don't exactly. And had my grandma had a plan and had some very clear instructions for what, you know, what we should do, I think, you know, would have saved people a lot of time and headache and frustration. And so I looked at that and I figured, you know what, let's, let me do something about that. Right. Right. I had the know-how I had the motivation and I had the sort of like skeleton plan of what I wanted to do with it. 
And so I wanted to make estate planning not something that people felt was only for the very rich. Right. Anybody can deal with having an estate plan. It's for everybody and it helps. Exactly. The moment you turn 18 and you have a job and or you have children and or you purchase a home, you need to have an estate plan in place. And so there's things that we dream about and we have our goals that we set for ourselves. And I wanted to make sure that the motto for the firm embodied that turning just that idea into a solid legacy, right? Particularly in communities where an estate plan is a foreign notion or it's something that isn't part of the dinnertime talk. Nobody in the family ever talked about what that was as a step. It's not on the checklist of life that nobody gives us when we turn into adults. (laughs) Or it's, you know, it's not part of polite conversation to talk about money and that sort of thing. I wanted to make sure that we created a conversation where we know what grandma specifically wants if something should happen to her. We saw it bear out in 2020, right, where we had people who hadn't planned on you know, planning a funeral or, you know, right. Pa- you know, passing. all these tragedies that happen in families yeah. where loss was experienced so much sooner than anticipated. It's, Not that we can necessarily anticipate it, but yeah. you hope to live to an older age and that you have time to plan for these things. Exactly. But you know, what 2020 bore out was the fact that we can't plan for these kind of things. We can't plan for a global pandemic, you know what I mean? So having something like an estate plan in place already, just as a matter of, all right, you have your insurance, your health insurance, that's just a part of something that you do once you, ha- you know, you have a job, that sort of thing. And you also, have an estate plan, whether that be a full trust or just a will or your medical care directives, whatever that estate plan is for you and your family in your particular situation, you have it in place. Or if something does happen, right, you're okay. You've got plans for those life-changing events and a path forward. And one of the ways, just to segue to another chunk of what we do as a practice in addition to trust and estates, if it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. In the business law realm, this reminds me a lot of why you would do an operating agreement. Absolutely. And so you would take care of a lot of these things in an operating agreement. And we have these family businesses. Maybe nobody else in their family owned their own business before to talk to them about why it might be important to put your agreement about how you run your business, how you own things in your business, how you deal with money in your business into writing. Can you tell us why that's like, why is that important? So that if something unexpected happens the same way in life events that we're talking about happen, if something unexpected in your business happens, like you suddenly have to move because you rent space and your landlords decided they're selling the building. Mm -hmm. And so now you and your business partner, who's been a great friend since high school and you own a restaurant together Now you guys can't decide where you're going to move or how you're going to vote about it or how much money you can even spend to find a new space, but you have no choice but to move. So at this point, you need to rely on an operating agreement that tells you the way that you would make these decisions to avoid the potential chance of litigation down the road. Because again, you're dealing with traumatic experiences and life-changing events, business-changing events. And again, going back to the COVID-19 example from 2020, there were a lot of businesses that faced closure and moving and having to change the way that they operated. Absolutely. All right. So, Amanda, you joined KLC in June of last year, the summer of last year. Can you tell our listeners sort of 
what you're passionate about and what drives you to practice law? Well, I knew I wanted to practice law from the time that I was young, and I know that sounds cliche, (laughs) but one of the differences, I think, for myself is I wanted to do everything the opposite of law. So I wanted to go to art school. I wanted to learn how to cook from, you know, professional classes in college. I wanted to be involved in technology innovation and new businesses emerging. But what I found out over time is actually this did end up feeding well into wanting to become an attorney because now most of my clients that I work best with tend to be in these areas, small and mid-sized business owners that deal with technology needs, with emerging industries like cannabis and, you know, with recreation here in Arizona, it's been a whirlwind of changes that people are dealing with from dealing with clients that own restaurants and are artists in the community here or people that just have businesses dealing with marketing services and their service provider So I think my passion is just something that's grown from curiosity. I'm passionate about learning. I just want to learn as much as I can Mm -hmm. about everything and then try and help people find ways that they can learn that suit their needs and help solve their problems in an efficient way. If there is one thing you feel like your clients should know about you and your practice, what do you think it should be? If we had to like distill it down to one interesting thing. I think one of the things that I... I enjoy doing a lot with legal is it's a puzzle. You get into a new situation with a new client or with an existing client that you've worked with for a while, but it's not like you're in their business every single day. They're in their business every day and they're Mm -hmm. giving you information to help them make decisions. So seeing the problems that they face is a puzzle in a way and giving them the potential options for how they could solve the puzzle and being curious about new ways to give those options, I think is the one main thing that I'm most interested in. Okay, awesome. So neither of us became lawyers right out of the gate from being done in school. We both had past careers, past lives that impacted how we practice. Can you, Kivana, can you talk a little bit about some of the things in your past that impact how you practice today? Yeah, absolutely. So right after undergrad, I moved to New York and did the thing that all political science majors do, and that is to start acting and modeling in New York. (laughs) And so um, a few of the things that I did there was represent myself all the time, right? So as a model in New York, people tell you you should work for free very often for the opportunity. And so I oftentimes found myself negotiating my own contracts. (laughs) So so (laughs) much fun. So that was one thing. And the wonderful thing is, is that I wasn't 14 years old and I was, you know, I was able to speak intelligently about what it is. You had that a I decent want. head on your shoulders. Exactly. You weren't an attorney yet, but no. I knew that I should not be working for free. Right. There we go. <laughs> yes. Um, and then shortly thereafter, I worked in a bankruptcy law firm and that experience taught me that I did not want to practice bankruptcy law, even though it was at the height of the economic depression. It was just strenuous. It wasn't an area I wanted to go into. And then I moved to Seoul, South Korea, where I began to teach English as a second language. The thing that sticks with me from that experience is the fact that we can't take for granted that what comes out of our mouth, what we intend people to understand is what they actually understand or what they actually get from what we say. And that has been very helpful 
as an attorney because we take these very grandiose ideas and legalese and, you know, the therefore and wherefores from the legal language and to distill it down into very simple language that anybody can understand. And when people can understand what you're saying and they can understand the impact of the law on their specific situation, then it becomes a tool. Right. Without having to go to school themselves to get all this specific training to learn some separate way of communicating instead being able to relate back Exactly. So how we would normally talk, because we're still people too. <laughs> exactly. We went to school, to law school, so that you didn't have to decipher the therefores and wherefores and unto for and blah, blah, blah. under. Exactly. <laughs> now until the end of time, even though there is a huge push to get rid of all that legalese, and I'm all for that push. So. Absolutely. Because <laughs> it, you know. It's people w- should understand it. Exactly. It's wonderful to have this, like, you know, beautiful language, but it is absolutely useless if your client doesn't understand how it impacts their bottom line, how it impacts their family, how it impacts their business. And so that's our job. You know, that's what I took away from that teaching gig is that I I like teaching. I don't mind explaining. I I actually enjoy the concept of taking those complicated ideas and making them digestible and making them useful and making them into, you know, basically uh, tools, you know, I like teaching clients. I like teaching opposing counsel about why we are right and why we should win. <laughs> I don't, and, you know, and sometimes, I mean, with judges, you're, te- you know, you're teaching judges about what your clients, you know, what your stand- case is. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So I've, I, I think that's been very useful as an attorney. So we wanted to just take a second to remind everybody, although we are attorneys and this podcast talks about legal issues, this is not comprehensive of any legal issue that you may have, and we might not be your attorney, and this isn't about your specific case. And on that note, yeah. Keo, is there something you want to add? Yeah. So uh, as you listen to our podcast, this is not, I repeat, this is not legal advice. It is very general take on specific legal issues or questions or topics that we're handling. Make sure that if you do, if you are seeking legal advice, that you seek out an attorney in your jurisdiction. If you are in the state of Arizona, specifically the Phoenix metropolitan area, you can go ahead and give us a call at 480-382-4017. And we'd be happy to assist you in the areas that we practice, or if you just need a referral or recommendation. The wonderful thing about the law, the legal community here in Arizona and Phoenix in particular, is that we all kind of know each other or know of each other. So if we can't help you, we absolutely don't have an issue pointing you in the right direction. We as attorneys experience the frustration of trying to find a good attorney because we work across, you know, various areas of law. And so we work with different attorneys and we want to make sure that our clients or potential clients, or, you know, maybe if you're not a client now, maybe you will be later, but we want to make sure that we take care of you and make sure that you're in good hands, whether you choose our law firm to represent you or not. Right. So we can direct you to any resources that you might need to try and help you solve your problem. That's our main goal. Mm -hmm. But this is not legal advice. But if you do need legal advice, please contact an attorney in your jurisdiction. Make sure that you check us out on social media. We're on Instagram at Kane Law Center and Facebook at Kane Law Center PLLC. If you have any questions or an idea that you would like an attorney to talk about, you can reach out to us at info at KaneLawCenter.com. So if you have a particular topic that you want us to chat about, we'd be happy to explore it. If it's in the areas of state planning, 
uh, family law or business law. And if it's something that we don't cover, we'd be happy to bring in an attorney that does because we have some oh, really yes. we have some really great uh, relationships with some really awesome attorneys here in the Phoenix community. And also another goal we have in this podcast is to feature Valley artists. As we mentioned before, one of the client groups we enjoy working with a lot is our artists. We'll have people come feature their artwork either on our website or social media platforms or by joining us in a podcast for a small feature. Yeah, and check in for that because they may have some of the same questions that you may have regarding your small business or your artwork and that sort of thing. And so we'd love to tackle those issues here in our podcast. That'll give us a great start to 2021. Thank you for joining us and listening today. And we look forward to entertaining you or informing you again in the future. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We hope that your year is full of peace and serenity. And if not due to legal issues, go ahead and give us a call. 480-324-017. And thank you for tuning in to KLC Cast, where we talk about how to turn your dream into your legacy. Thanks. Bye. Bye.